us here now from uh, Austin Hayes. He is joining us from the Orioles. Hi, Austin. How you doing? Are you in the dugout right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm just hanging out watching them uh, get the field prepped for BP today. So I love out. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, Austin, you guys are having one heck of a season. You poor thing. I just had to interview you like a couple weeks ago, so he has had enough of me at this point. But uh, you guys are having a, a great season. I mean, can you just kind of describe the season that you guys have had and how much fun this group is? Because I think the thing that stands out to me when I cover you guys is you're just a group of guys that loves to be around each other. You guys have fun with the game. Yeah, Uh well, I'm sitting in the same place we did that interview too, so mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. Come full circle here. Um, yeah, this team has a, a very loose atmosphere, but uh, everybody shows up to work every day with an intensity uh, that comes with that. We're not just uh, laid back and complacent with where we're at and how things are going. Uh, everybody is showing up and working hard every day. It's a lot of younger guys that are really hungry. Uh, we've experienced a lot of losing, and now we're experiencing some winning, and there's nothing better than winning in the big leagues. And now that we've had a taste of that, it makes us that much hungrier. And uh, just a, a group of winners, you know. Um, played a lot of close games, tough games, <laughs> and uh, it just seems like this team finds a way to, to win, no matter what it is. Austin, you guys are playing the Reds. So who's going to have more fun this these three games? You guys or the Reds? Because the Reds are a lot like y'all. They're both young. You guys both you both have great skits going on in the dugout. You guys have the bird land with the the sprinklers and all that. Who who came up with that? And then who's going to have more fun? Them with their Viking horn and their cape, or you guys with the the Homer? What do you guys call it? The Homer hose? Yeah. So I'm going to say we're going to have more fun because we have the bird bath out there in left center. We got Mr. Splash spraying the fans out there. Uh, we got the Homer hose in the dugout and uh, we got the sprinkler celebration. We get the starting pitchers in on that. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with us on the, on the celebrations this series. And I believe it was, uh, I call them the plumbers of the team. Cole Irvin and uh, Keegan Aiken came up with the Homer hose idea and they, you know, brought in this, I guess there's a garden hose and they taped it up uh, with the wrist tape we always use every day. And then uh, I believe uh, Irvin came up with the birdbath idea for left center, actually. And uh, I think the team really liked it and they ran with it. And it's uh, become kind of a staple here in the outfield. Does the water taste like the hose? You know, like when you were a kid and you were super thirsty and a drink out of the hose, does it always taste like the hose? Uh, sometimes there's Gatorade in there. Most of the time it's water. It's coming straight out of uh, – straight out of the cooler here so uh it's very refreshing it's a little bit colder than the the hose that i would drink out of when it was 100 degrees in florida when i was a kid hey take it easy now i live in orlando i'm from orlando so i know all about daytona and spruce creek okay well, yeah. I, I, I know all about those hoses back in the day how did you end up how did you end up we I always ask people this because there's different paths to the major leagues you you ended up you went to seminole and then you went to Ju, correct? You're a dolphin. So explain that, because everyone yeah. thinks, "Oh, I have to go to Florida. I have to go to Florida State. I have to go to Miami." How did you end up at Seminole and then Ju? Yeah, so I actually didn't have any Division One offers out of high school. Uh, I thought I played well enough to get some offers, but um, I think the only true offer I had was a minority scholarship to go to Bethune Cookman, which is in Daytona Beach. Uh, so that was really my my best option um financially and uh the juco route is great uh if especially if you're going to a juco in state 
Um, just because I had good grades, I was able to get a full scholarship there and uh, use the academic money that I was getting to uh, pay for my living. So it just made sense. I knew I was going to play right away. And I loved uh, everything that Coach Hayes stood for, uh, who was there at the time. And I uh, loved my experience in JUCO. It was a great time. I was able to you know, play every day and get my bats and learn a lot. And Coach Hayes actually took the assistant coaching job over at Jacksonville University. And I really wanted to play for him. I didn't get to play for him there in the spring. So uh, once I went on my visit to, to JU after that freshman year at Seminole, I knew that's where I was going to go, no doubt about it. I wanted to go play for Hazy there and went there for two years and, and loved every second of it. You know, it was, it was awesome. All right, Austin, one of the things that's constantly associated with your name, which we talked about this when I interviewed you, is just how tough you are. You've played through a lot of injuries. Brandon Hyde recently called you the toughest player that he has ever managed or coached. You once hit an inside-the-park home run with a cracked rib, I believe is what you said. How much of a part of that is just how you were raised, and how much do you pride yourself on being a tough player who hits inside-the-park home runs with a cracked rib? Uh kind of unfortunate I don't really want to I don't want to be put in situations where I'm banged up and uh, I'm having to play through stuff uh, it's kind of unfortunate that I've had a lot of those things um, but yeah I I got hit in the ribs with a I think it was like a 98 mile an hour sinker a couple weeks prior to that inside the park home run and initially the x-rays that came back showed that I was good so I was playing through it and it just kept bothering me when I was breathing and especially when I was throwing and we had that extra inning game in Philly and Roman Quinn dove for that ball in center and missed it. And uh, I knew I had a chance to round the bases and score. And then the relay throw to Kingery, uh, he fumbled it too. And I was able to score with no throw. So I think that helped me out that the, the relay throw didn't come in clean. Um, but yeah, then I found out shortly after that, there was another dive that I'd had. And I think that one really did me in. I just, I, I couldn't go through it anymore. We got another MRI and realized, you know, I'd been playing for about two or three weeks with, with cracked rib. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason you're tough is because you went to a JUCO. That's, that would have been the easy answer is it grinded you out. And then you played in the minor leagues for the Orioles, which is a grind. So you didn't, you weren't in the minor leagues very long, but once you got called up to the big leagues, do you remember who you hit your first big league home run against? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was my, I think it was my second start. We were in Yankee Stadium. Uh, I got my first hit in my first at bat that game against uh, Montgomery. It was a fastball, line drive base hit up the middle, and then later in the game, Chase and Shreve uh, came in in relief, and I hit a oppo homer on a heater to right center. And Do you remember uh, who I was have catching? A at my house. JJ Hardy was, uh, was, uh, giving me a high five after I touched home plate. So, you know, I have that framed at home. Um, it's pretty cool. It's a great player to be able to, you know, give me a high five for hitting my first homer in Yankee Stadium. Do you know why I know who who you hit the home run against? I didn't even have to look it up. Why? Because I was catching. So <laughs> you can you can thank me for the heater in a 9-1 yeah. to one game. Did you hit yours first or did, did Cisco hit his first? Uh... I believe Cisco's was first, but I'm not 100% sure. But you guys both hit your first ones that night, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so I was catching. So you're welcome. If you need me to sign the picture with you and JJ, like high five and me like this, like crap. <laughs> That's yeah, terrible. You, might be in the back. you actually might be in the background of that photo. I'm going to have to find it and see. Just check it out. I'm, I was pretty jacked, so you can't really, you can't really, you can't really miss it. But I want to ask you. You said Coach Hayes. So was yes. there like a family? Like, were you getting a family discount? Is that why you love him? And you were just like, "Hey, Uncle, Uncle Chuck." <laughs> that's funny. You said Chuck. My dad's name is actually Charles, and he goes by Chuck. So that's kind of funny. But uh, no, Hazy, no, no relation there. He spells his name wrong. Uh, Chris Hayes, uh, it's spelled with an E. So, uh, yeah, no, no relation there. He's still there, right? He's still at JU, isn't he? Yeah, he's the head coach now. Um, he, he took over the head coaching role, uh, I think, three years ago now. He loves, so he loves, doesn't he? Loves guys like you, doesn't he? He's like famous for loving like grinders and dudes that like can bun and run and do a million different things. Because I, I, we have a kid that played high school, two kids actually. That went to high school with my son that are both going to JU going to be freshmen. And they're that type, they, okay. the type that he loves, right? That, that can bunt, can run, can kind of play defense really well, can put them anywhere and, and just grinders. So it seems like you fit in perfect with him. No wonder you liked him. Yeah, he's a he's a really blue collar guy, uh, old school with a lot of stuff. You know, he's hard nosed baseball. So I I always loved playing for coaches like that. I think every pretty much every coach I had was that way. Um so I think it's partially the way I play the game is because all of my coaches instilled that, and that's the way they taught the game. Um, I think that's just the right way to play. So, yeah, Hazy's, he's one of those guys. He he loves his blue-collar players that are hard-nosed and play the game the right way. They hustle. They want to work out. They want to take extra swings. He leaves the facilities wide open for guys to do, you know, whatever they need to do, as much work as they want to put in. He's going to be around to let him do that. Hey, Austin, I want to ask you about uh, playing with Aaron Hicks. He says he's just so comfortable there. You kind of see him, I guess you could say, getting some new life. What's it like playing with a guy like that? Now, happy are you guys to have him? Yeah, he came in right away, fit, <laughs> you know, right into the just clubhouse atmosphere and uh, said it was just a breath of fresh air to just, you know, feel how relaxed this environment was and, um, and he's been going crazy <laughs> since he got over here. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Something just clicked right when he walked through the doors, and he's been lights out ever since. He's his locker's next to mine, so we've had plenty of conversations and talking every day. He's a great guy. Um, we relate on a lot of different levels. So are you? Are, have you? Do you watch other baseball games? Do you watch other baseball? Like you see what else is going on? Or are you only Orioles? Uh, well, we always have baseball on in the clubhouse and if we're going on a flight i usually have baseball on the tv so i'm usually keeping up with it for the most part on just what's going on around the league so how impressive is it that in 15 career games ellie de la cruz did something that it took you what three years to do hit a cycle took me my whole life to do that's my first (laughs) one ever um yeah and he's what 21 years old so he's i'm sure he uh has a a likelier chance of hitting a lot more triples than a lot of people. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up with, you know, a lot more than one. It's hard to do. It's hard to get any. So if you got one, 
I had I tipped my cap if you even have one because Kratz didn't even have a triple in his career. So I already <laughs> one upped him. <laughs> whole career, not one game. My whole career, zero triples. Nobody fell down or. Dude, I, like I can't even look at, <laughs> I can't even look at any of my doubles. You could go back and look at every one of my. It wasn't a lot of doubles, and been like, that's the one you should have gotten a triple on. Not even close. <laughs> There's no, no error by the outfielder where you ended up at third and you were at home. The scorekeeper was like, ah, you know what? We'll just give him a triple. Closest one I had, John Lester tried to back backdoor cutter to me late in the game. And I hit a line drive to right field down the line, and Ben Zobris did some kind of like tackle where he like goalie saved up against the wall, you know. And Wrigley, it's like this much fair territory, foul territory, and freaking still didn't get by him. Tragic. That was the one. That That was my that was my chance. Triple right there. Yep. Oh, Benji well. Molina got a triple for God's sake. I know. <laughs> Austin's question, like, who the heck's Benji, Benji Molina? <laughs> Austin's like, who's that? Who's, I never even heard of Benji Molina. <laughs> it's Yachty's it's no, old, younger, no, older so brother. The, uh, so the Molina brothers had a uh, a hitting facility in Daytona. Uh, actually, I think it would have been Port Orange. Uh, it was right down the road from my high school. So I uh, actually got to hit with uh, Felipe Lopez. Uh, uncle at that facility when i was in high school okay nice. that's a that's a name there in orlando yeah. named felipe lopez wow okay yeah, so, so I, know, I know who the molina brothers are i saw them play when i was growing up too and got to play against okay. them a little bit when i first came up okay so here's the question are you making the all-star team this year yes don't give me the stock Fair answer enough. are you mm-hmm. making it will we see you in seattle I would like to see you guys there. We'll see what happens. And I haven't heard anything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they haven't announced it yet. <laughs> well, they haven't announced it yet. I mean, but I think you guys will have multiple representatives. Adley will probably sneak in somehow. I don't know how, but, uh, but then they're going to need somebody else. And you look like the perfect candidate to just, you know, you guys are going to have for the first time in a long time, the Orioles are, Cano, Bautista, Hayes, Rushman. That sounds like a pretty good group. Yeah, I like the sound of it. We'll uh we'll see if we can make our way over there. Okay, you go you know what you do? You go into Brandon Hyde's office and you grab Freddie Gonzalez by his bald head and you say you guys need to do a press tour for me for the next two weeks. You'll talk me up to the media so I get to go to Seattle. Hyder's already on that. I mean he he gave me some shout outs when we were in tampa he's trying to get the train rolling for me so he's he's on it he's on top of it okay. well, sell yourself sell yourself why 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 should yeah. you be an all-star because we can all look up your stats that's why we think you're an all-star we watch you play absolute short arm quick hands like what you sell yourself why oh you're asking me why should i be an all-star yeah yeah sell, sell yourself besides the stats Besides the stats, I mean, we're in second place in a in a really tough division where we'd be in first place in most of the other divisions. Um, we're playing every day for a team that has one of the best records in baseball and, you know, hitting in the middle of the lineup. So, like you said, the numbers speak for themselves and just playing to win every day and been a big part of uh, our team that's winning a lot of games and doing really well. 
Well, but Austin, the- you, you, there it is. There it is. One thing that, that I, I mean, when we talked the other day that's helped you this season, you talked about an adjustment that would help you spray the ball more towards center and opposite field. And your numbers kind of suggest that it's helped. Can you tell us just about how you're maybe driving the ball with, with more authority now, it seems like? Yeah, that was a point of emphasis this offseason was to clean up all of the you know, bad mechanics that I'd had in the second half last year and why I was smothering so many ground balls to the pull side on pitches that I should have been driving, hitting hard in the gaps in the air. So just getting my swing to be able to work inside the ball and hit more line drives and, and balls in the air, especially on off-speed pitches, uh, that was the mechanical focus in the off season. So then coming into spring training, it was the mechanics are cleaned up. Now we need to focus on my plate discipline. So we're just doing a lot of different stuff to really help me recognize spin, um, stay off those borderline pitches early in the counts and the balls that I'm putting in play before I get to two strikes, they need to be hit hard and they need to be hit on a line. So that that's been the focus this season. And that's the focus in all the, work that we do in preparation for the games day in and day out. And then, you know, just picking a plan of what the, what the attack's going to be against the starter on the mound that day and who their go-to guys are in the bullpen. And that's just what we've been rolling with day in and day out this year. That's awesome. Who now you're, you're a vet on this team. Who are you most looking after this long homestand? Who are you most looking forward to getting to the front of the bus as a rookie to to sing a song or tell a story? Oh, uh, Jordan Westberg got called up today. So I am, uh, I'm very interested to see what kind of singing he's got, what kind of stories he's got. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Who has, who has the best one so far this year of all the rookies that are out that are on the team or younger guys, maybe not necessarily rookies. Um, we've been doing, uh, some spelling bees, so that's been pretty great. It's not only just rookies, we're kind of doing it as a, as a team. So, uh, McCann's been leading the pack on that, on setting up the teams for the spelling bees. And it's a good thing that a lot of us know how to play baseball because (laughs) it's, it's not been good. Okay. Well, so then Austin, if you're, you're not a good speller, you're obviously very good at baseball. What's your thing outside of baseball? I mean, are you, do you like fishing, cooking, video games, golf? What is it? Uh, I wish, I wish I would have learned how to play golf when I was younger because everybody that I know plays golf and I'm always <laughs> missing out on going and hanging out with them because I, I just don't golf. And now I have two kids under three years old and I don't have time to learn how to play. Uh, so I wish that was something that I did outside of baseball. Uh, in the off season, I hunt and fish a lot. Um, I like being outdoors, boating. You know, I grew up on on the water in Florida. So, yeah, just any anything outside. Love going to the beach too. Uh, beach is awesome, especially now with my kids that they love the sand and water. So, beach trips as a family are a lot of fun in the off season. You Wait, said you two, still, go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry, do you still live in Daytona? Uh, I was living in Port Orange uh, about two and a half years ago. I lived there for a couple years, and now I live back over closer to where I'm from uh, in DeLand, Florida. Yeah. So I grew up in DeLeon Springs, um, 
you know, right down the road from Luke Scott and a couple other guys out there. Okay, because I was I, my daughter has to go to Daytona for volleyball all the time, and I've never yet to yeah, find a the, good the big, big convention center. Yeah, so I've yet to find a good restaurant. So I was hoping you could give me a good recommendation on where the heck I could go somewhere around Daytona. She's done. With, I think she's done with it now. So, but I still want to know because where where the heck can you go in Daytona Beach? Uh, if you like uh, like breakfast, uh, there's a place over beachside called Mike's Galley. That place is really good. Um, uh, Bethune Grill has probably some of the best wings you can get in in Daytona. It's uh, really close to Bethune Cookman. Um, yeah, those two places are pretty solid. Okay, I'll take your advice next time I'm over there. I'm doing uh, both of I'd them. I'd say, what's the There's a little Italian place if you go over the Dunlawton Bridge right as you get to the bottom of. It. They have one of the best calzones I've ever had there. Uh, Genovese. I think it's Genovese's is the name of that that place. Done. Austin, thank you so much. We learned a lot about you. We appreciate the time. I promise you won't have to hear from me for at least another few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. And uh, Eric, thanks for the heater, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> no doubt, kid. Hey, that's an early birthday present. I see your birthday's coming up here soon. So happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time, Austin. We appreciate it. Have a good one today. All right. <laughs> you know, you guys, he's a good one. He's you know, his birthday one. present needs to be is a, when he gets that call from Brandon Hyde. And he goes, hey, here's your envelope. You're going to the All-Star game, kid. There it is. Oh, awesome. that would be amazing. That would be amazing. All right. We're going to welcome in uh, Pete Fairbanks now, a member of what's fondly known as the race stable, the bullpen. And his daughter. Hello, Pete. How you doing? Hi. Well, Hi. my wife is at an ankle MRI, so Wadi is joining me on yet another interview uh, since she crashed the Mother's Day special as well. She's going to so, crash uh, this one, too. We, we did a Mother's Day special with Pete and his wife for the Rays, and Lottie... We thought it would be really sweet to give uh, Pete's wife, Lydia, a white rose in the middle of the interview and just be like, happy Mother's Day. Lottie destroyed the rose on camera during the interview. She ripped the whole thing apart and threw it everywhere. It was phenomenal. It was an epic I, performance I by Lottie. You can't have my She wants her hat. You can't have it. You can't have it. Wait, her name is Lottie? Can't have it. Lottie? L-O-T-T-I-E? Yes. L-O-T-T-E. L-O-T-T-E, okay. Because my grandmother's name was Lottie, so that's why I was like, hey, you don't hear that uh, very often. Yeah, we uh, we were debating on naming her Charlotte and calling her Lottie, and then we were like, well, if we're never going to use her full name, we might as well just name her Lottie. I like it. I like it. All right, Pete. So, obviously, the Rays have the best record in the majors. The bullpen seems to be stabilizing here recently for you guys. At the start of the season, you know, we can't sugarcoat it. There were a few road bumps for the bullpen, but definitely stabilizing. You just came off the aisle. Give us kind of a state of the union of the of the team right now, and maybe the pen. Um, It's a different pen. It's even than what we started the year with. Um it's, I mean, it, it's nice to have some, some guys who've been around like a Deakman who's, you know, he's kind of seen it all and kind of gives you a, uh, you know, more of a, of I've been around, I've seen things. I can tell you if you guys are actually good or not. Um, good news is he does think that we're a pretty good team. Um, <laughs> as do I. And I think that, uh, 
you know, dealing with the, the internal strife kind of over the, the past couple of days and, and having that kind of aired out, I think has done nothing but end up hopefully bringing us closer over these, uh, you know, past 72 hours and, and we can kind of get back on a little roll. Pete, I love how Trisha said, man, the bullpen struggled. You guys started out 13-0. I don't think you guys struggled that badly. So as her homerism goes, you know, she's always looking for the story. So, you know, oh, you guys are really struggling at the beginning of the year. You were 13 and 0. Oh, he knows what I'm talking about. Oh, poor Ray's. Poor Ray. Oh, so, Pete, I, I, let's get. I, I want to ask this, and I asked Trisha if I could ask you about this. You have a thing in your hand where if it gets cold, you can't feel the ball. Yeah, so right. You play in the truck, so you're a Ray for life. Just the ball. It's, uh, I would love to be a Ray for life. I'll tell Eric uh, when this contract is up if we can just, just keep it rolling. Um, uh, yeah, so it. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Do you want it? Take it. That would abate you. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, kind of a neuro, you know, vascular thing where the capillaries in your fingers basically they overreact and, and you get no blood in them via adrenaline, colds, all sorts of different things. So been dealing with that. Um, but it's actually been kind of a non-factor these past, uh, these few weeks, it's been feeling good and everything is kind of on that front. Hi. Yes. Hi. Is, is taking care of itself with, you know, the right, you know, kind of blend of meds and really, really. Okay. Take the hat. Uh, yeah, so that, uh, as I was very rudely interrupted, has kind of been kind of been taking care of itself, thankfully, and it feels like it's in a good spot. Hey, you mentioned it. Talk about talk about Wander getting in trouble. We have to. We, I got I got to ask him getting in trouble. Him, you know, the whole strife and everything. I want to hear your viewpoint on the whole thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's an interesting spot. And it's not something that, you know, I feel like we as a clubhouse will take lightly just given, you know, that there's there's something there that needs to be addressed on a personal level for him. And that's not on me to kind of speak to what he's going through and how he's, you know, handling himself moving forward. I know that he, you know, that there's, there's stuff that's being addressed. And I think that, you know, what the organization and everybody has done has been hopefully there to put him in the best place going forward. Um, and that, that, you know, the frustrations on our end as a teammate to, to, you know, kind of don't want to have to deal with that. And, and Lottie Jane, you are going to destroy your own book. Um, obviously you don't want to have to deal with, you know, those, those type of, of instances of things coming up and not being able to conduct yourself in the most professional manner, but it's also a competitive game. And we know that, you know, at the end of the day, he wants to compete and he wants to be a very, very good ball player. And so it's kind of how do we temper that, um, you know, with still bringing the 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 team, the best teammate version of yourself, you know, to that table. Now, you kept saying we. Are you talking as a teammate or are you talking as a leader of the team that steps up in moments like whatever he had? And, you know, you feel like you can say something, even though, you know, you're a closer, you're a bullpen guy. Yeah, I I have not been witness to them, so obviously I I don't think it's on me in that, you know, scenario to be the one that says something if I'm not privy to you know what happens. 
Um, I, I would like to think that the people down in the dugout and, and some of the other veterans on the team are the ones that can, you know, address those things when they come up. And I mean, it's obviously miss. And we know that, you know, just the, the dealing with, you know, big personality and, you know, growing as both a person and a player is, you know, you deal with failure and you deal with, you know, everything that comes with this game is, you know, I'd like to think that we have people that are going to be down there and be present with him, you know, that'll be able to, to address that and, and help him moving forward. All right, Pete, we got to talk about, uh, you know, your story that, that kind of went viral that I, uh, I, I uh, asked you to talk about in the clubhouse. I don't think you knew in the moment when I said, hey, Pete, you got to tell us about your black eye on camera. You said, okay, I will. And then it kind of blew up. Your black eye has since healed. Okay, there it is. Here we are. There's his black eye. That wasn't even, that wasn't even good. The hat, thank you. That wasn't even a good. It was way better the previous days before that. Oh boy, that was a dinger. Okay, so you you tried to teach your son a lesson that you can't be caught unaware under the rim. Take us through the whole play-by-play of it because I know it's a good story. It was not your daughter, it was your son. <laughs> Look, you can't have that. You cannot have that. You can go play with anything else. Okay, take the hat. Go. So, yeah, we will. Well, so uh, Lid said that she got me some sort of sentimental Father's Day gift. And it's super sentimental because it didn't make it in on time for Father's Day. So she got me a consolation Father's Day present of <laughs> a pool basketball hoop. And so we, I set it up, didn't weigh it down anything, shooting on it, whatever. And I got a rebound that I missed. And Isaac is, I mean, right underneath it. So I was like, ah, oh, just dunk this. It'll be funny. Um, so I went, dunked it, pulled down a little too hard for an unweighted hoop. And it ended up hitting me. I mean, squared it up, split it open, everything right in my right eye. Um, and thankfully, I don't know how. I, so it had like two like posts on either side. And both of those came down perfectly on either side of Isaac. Because I was way more worried about him dealing with getting crushed by a falling basketball hoop than I was for myself. <laughs> Okay, but, but 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 here we hold on, AJ. One more thing to the story. The irony of it is Lydia had sprained her ankle power washing your house, and she said you no, were she no, her- she was not power washing. She was carrying the power washer. It's worse. Let's not. We're not. Gonna <laughs> oh, <it>. apologies, <laughs> right? Apologies. But she said you were giving her so much grief for spraining her ankle for doing such a normal household task, and then you go and you get a black eye from dunking on your son. Yeah, listen to that statement. One of those is an athletic movement. The other is an everyday task. (laughs) The apples to oranges comparison, I don't really think it's fair. (laughs) Oh, I'll let Lydia know. I'll let Lydia know. Pete, Pete, you're in the major leagues, dude. You hire people to power wash your house, okay? I'm all for dunking on your kids. I get it. But you hire people for that. <laughs> and you know what we did actually after that? Hey, leave that alone. <laughs> Pete, what do you like to do besides dunk on your kids and, and obviously babysit when your wife's getting in them? What, what do you like to do as a hobby? Um, well, I this I was forewarned here. I am I haven't been able to because we've been moving, etc. And I got told that we don't have any space in my house for it. But that's Ooh. beside the point. I am an avid 
both Pokemon card collector and Lego builder. Um, I have our realtor actually. Yes, there it is. That's a good one. I built the Saturn V this offseason. It is awesome. It is almost as tall. I'll I'll do it in a second. I gotta take care of this. <laughs> wow, look at how multitask <laughs> what a multitasker taking care of the house, showing God. us his Legos, holding his daughter this on his lap while fault. doing a podcast. Yeah, uh so much for this should be a fast MRI. This is turned into really yeah this is about par for the course for our house in fairness so yes i built the saturn 5 um our realtor got me the ucs star destroyer which i just i have no place for it nor do i have the ability to build it without my son just wrecking it as as we progress with it makes sense now i i hate to do this to you but i we have some pictures that you might, I don't know if you have video and pictures, but I took video and pictures. So this is, this is the hallway <laughs> by my kid's okay. house. Okay, nice. So there's your Saturn V. Oh, there it is. It gets better, That's Pete. Wait one. for it. Yeah, it only Does gets it? better. I'm waiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does Two get Death better. Stars. Two Both Death wait. Stars. Okay. Can't really see Hogwarts right there. That's the castle for Hogwarts. And then that's a Lego picture of my kids. Taj Mahal. And then the Millennium Falcon. That's just one room, by the way. I, I have mean, multiple rooms like that. Multiple rooms. What's in we have, I think we have a picture of the laundry room because I ran out of space. So let's see if we can pull up the picture of the laundry room. I don't know if, I don't know if Claudia okay, – or show the video. This is in my closet, I think, we have because I don't have room, like you said. So in my closet, mm -hmm. there's multiple boxes that have not been put together. As you can see, oh, yeah. the Titanic, well, the ATAT, Luke's Land Speeder, Pac-Man, the Coliseum. Yeah, so – It sounds like – Get started on the Titanic, given everything that uh, has surrounded that sunken ship in the past few. Yeah, so I understand the Lego obsession. For me, and my my wife and kids make fun of it, and you were trying to make fun of me through Trisha. I'm a set builder, and I also <laughs> what's crazy is I glue them all. So okay. I glue so them you... all together. I hot glue them all so they stay together. Do you do that? Yeah. No. 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 You should see. Um, I should have, I, I think let's send it to, me. I should, I should send it to, uh, to Trisha at some point. It is, Isaac got a Minecraft set, uh, yesterday or the day before and Lid tried to put Lottie down and in the process he dumped, opened every bag of the set, dumped it on his table and then <laughs> took his like six different bins and then dumped all those on his table and then took his little minifigure head storage container and dumped all of his minifigures on top of that. So it's, uh. Gluing might be a good idea once I get around to this Star Destroyer, but um, yeah, it, it is a mass of free building in his room right now. Okay, that's awesome. My, now, so the Millennium Falcon that you saw, I have two. I have the original, mm -hmm. which was way back, okay. and then I have that one. And the second one that you see came out a couple years ago, and when it came out, I was in Rome. So if you ever do this, let me know. I was in Rome, and I couldn't find it where I live in Orlando because it was sold out on Lego and everything. Right. 
So I was in Rome and they had a Lego store and they had one for sale. And I was coming home the next day. So I bought it, bought a suitcase for it and, and checked my <laughs> lug. I checked it. I bought a suitcase just to get this thing home. My wife, she was ready to kill me. She's like, you're buying a fucking suitcase for a fucking Lego set. What are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, but I can't get this in the States. So I'm doing it. So I went to like one of the little local stores and paid 20 bucks for a little yeah. suitcase, threw the box away, threw all the bags in and trucked it on home. There you go. I I see nothing wrong with that personally. I've uh Yeah, if I needed if I needed the UCS and I didn't have it, for sure. If that happens with I I don't know if this is I hope it's not an April Fool's thing. I kept seeing stuff about the Venator that's coming out. I hope that that does happen at some point. And if they do, that is one that I will be getting as soon as I can. Okay. Would you be offended if AJ knocked on your door with his Lego suitcase and came to play with you at your house? <laughs> oh, more than more than welcome. We can get all we can get all of our minifigures out and and take it back to my middle school days. Would you would you be offended though if he started hot gluing some of your sets because that's like <laughs> that's not like you can't go hot gluing another man's Legos. <laughs> can't go hot. Uh, I'm not so I I will say this I don't think that I'll ever glue them I think it you know if he, my son wants to take them apart and turn them in I just built the ATTE that came out last summer it was great and then I go in his room the other day and it's in shambles and it's just like the just the frame of it. I was like, all right, whatever. I can't, I, I can't prevent him from trying to, you know, become a creative, have a little creative brain of his own. So I'm not going to be a gluer. Um, I'll just, you know, once I run out of shelving that they can't reach it, that we'll have to, we'll have to run the risks. Pete, I'm assuming you've seen the Lego movie, the original one. Uh, yes. I thought so it was anyone that hadn't seen it. We're going to ruin the movie for you at the end. The craggle was crazy glue. So when that movie came out, we went and watched it in the theater with my kids and my wife. And it's, we didn't know that part was in it. And that happened. And they were like, oh, my God, this is you. This is you. You won't let us touch your Lego sets. This is you, Dad. The crazy Dad with the glue. That's you perfectly. They, uh, they, make fun, they still make fun of me for it. But it's okay. Lord business himself. I, and I, I dressed as that for Chris, uh, Halloween. So we did. We, that year in Halloween, I was Lord business. And my kids were all the characters in the – and my yeah. wife was the unicorn thing, and we put her, made her put uh -huh. a mask on. And then my daughter was Lucy, or no, what was the girl's name? Wild Style. Wild and my style. son was yeah. Emmett. My son was Emmett, and mm -hmm. I was Lord Business. I had the helmet and everything. And that was our Halloween <laughs> costume. And it was real life. It was real life. I was, I was trying to get, I tried to get my, my son into the Lego Batman one, but he uh, didn't quite appreciate it as much as... Uh, as much as I have, I will say though. Speaking of Legos, the uh, their like interactive iPad build that they have for all their Mario sets, I think, has been a godsend for him learning how to build things. Because since it goes, it goes like piece by piece, and he gets his gets his set, takes the iPad out, follows it along, and and can more or less do it by himself, which I think is pretty good for someone who's almost four. Pete, we appreciate you putting up with us and putting up with me for the hundredth time this week. And uh, Pete and I actually have to go catch a flight to Arizona now. It's going to be like a six-hour flight. So, Pete, I vote that you bring some Legos onto the plane and we can uh, put AJ to shame and build something that'll make him uh, <laughs> jealous. Yeah, I don't know about any Legos. I might grab, might grab some packs on the way and rip those while I'm uh, while I'm sitting there for a night. <laughs>
As will I. The wine will be flowing. The wine will be flowing. Pete, thank you so much. We appreciate the time. Tell Lottie thanks too. Yes, I will be sure to tell her thank you for uh, for tolerating my uh, my poor attempt to keep her distracted throughout the course of this. <laughs> and tell Lydia I'm on her side. I got her back with the power washing story. <laughs> thanks pete we appreciate you oh he's the best you guys he's the best that bullpen the ray's bullpen is so entertaining they're all such good characters that have such good personality it just makes everything fun pete's right up at the top there sorry we nerded out sorry we nerded out on you guys for a while no i love that no <laughs> legos are not legos are not nerdy you just no. i like they're not they're not nerdy like legos Legos are like the last creativity that we're allowed to have without a screen. Now we're on a screen right now, but Legos like snapping together. I could never do it. My boys absolutely loved it. I showed the video to, to them, AJ's and they knew everything. Even when like the sun was shining into your Hogwarts, my one son was like, and my nephews here, they were like, Oh, that's sick. It's a Hogwarts. Oh, that's a fool. Oh, he's got the Death Star. He's got both Death Stars. It's crazy. Like, it is a generational toy. Legos are legit. I was just never good at them because I would just, I would snap them and the whole thing would just go. So, so. it takes a certain amount of patience, AJ, is what he's saying, right? Yeah. And you know, I, like, I think Pete says this. It's, it was an escape for me. I could sit there and I could just, nobody would bother me. I'd just sit there and piece by piece by piece and follow the instructions and it relaxed me. And people say, oh, it's crazy. It's, it, but no, for me, it was a relaxing thing. No, everybody has that. A lot of the guys in the clubhouse, they'll play dominoes. They'll sit there and journal. We have a lot of guys who journal after games. They'll write down every, like they literally have like this like organized thing where they'll write down, today, this isn't what I did well. Tomorrow, this is what I'm going to change about it. And today I did this well. So everybody has their thing. AJ's is Legos. Taylor Walls, he journals. That's his thing. Time to swing for the fences on BetMGM, a new MLB free-to-play game for sweet prizes. Here's how to make it happen. Log into the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game until September 7th, 2023. Be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on the area of the zone you pick, you will get a single, double, triple home run or pop out and receive the prize associated with that type of hit. You can play once per day. Prizing must be used on MLB and expires in 24 hours. Always bet responsibly. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 